Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity treatment. It's M O L M M. What? Feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. Please. All right. <laughs> Six hours later. Y'all done got digly pain. You done got digly pain. No. 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 Welcome to another show. No, I already messed it up. I messed it up. Yeah. This is the same intro. There's three words in. Hey-o. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that never goes out at night to fish. And not because of the chromatic aberrations and color shift in reality that is our out-of-control panic levels that manifest deep and dark, terrifying creatures who only appear at night. And we aren't sure what is real and what is simply a fabrication of our insomniatic, self-sabotaging broken mind. But just because we need some more sleep, you know, we like we like to feel rested the next day. Amen. So sleep in a little bit. We're just a little sweepy. Just a little sweepy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Helms, and I fucking love this game. <laughs> uh, and with me, as always, is my big brother and co-host, the always at ease, super chill, never letting his panic meter rise, with his over-analytical, never-sleeping, always-overthinking brain that can't really ever turn off, but is never, ever panicked. Jason Helms, how's it going, man? So much of that was true of me, uh, except for the panic parts. Uh, speaking of someone who literally had a panic attack during this podcast once. So. Right, that was like, um, incredible that you wrote this before that happened. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it's pretty easy to assume that as soon as I start talking, Jason's panic meter starts to at least slowly Just rise as up. I'm talking. So One. It's pretty easy. To, yeah. Two. <laughs> and of course, we're joined by our other co-host who doesn't have panic attacks, but instead she gets up early before dawn and starts fishing uh, and attacks panic itself. Corrigan Vaughn. That is 100% true, actually. There's no caveats to that. That is that's right. You eat panic for breakfast. 100%. Yeah. Gluten free. Mm, that's right. Vegan. Vegan. <laughs> and of course, no February episode would be would be complete without our winter game correspondent, Keo Edmondson. <laughs> Welcome back is to it? Month. It's so it been a year. Yeah, it's been a year. Oh, wow. It's wild. Oh, man. Just getting the best games. <laughs> so good to be back. <laughs> What's the name of the game? Dredge. No, the other one. <laughs> Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Can you imagine if I, forgot the, if I forgot the game that we're currently covering? That's probably happened before. That's like, what are we here for? What's going on? Why are we? How did I get here? Can you imagine if you just looked at a group and said, what's the name of the game? <laughs> what's the name of the, <laughs> game? the, name of the game? Tetra. Is it Tetris? Is it, is it? Can it be Tetris? We, we gotta do a side quest on Tetris sometime. It's kind of Tetris. Let's do it. It is similar to Tetris. Oh, mm-hmm. metaphorically, is this game Tetris? Interesting. That's a new segment. <laughs> is this game Tetris? Is this oh, game is Tetris? this game Tetris? Yep, that's a new segment. Nice. I love it. And the segment is, it's, it's not where we reflect and compare. It's a three second one where we all just say no. Nope. And we move on every time. No, it's not. It's not Tetris at all. Tetris is Tetris. No, Tetris, uh, Tetris is a different I thought game. there would be more Tetris. <laughs> yeah. Based off the first three minutes of play, I thought there would be more Tetris. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought there was plenty of Tetris. You got to stack some things. You got to arrange it. We'll get into it. Let's get into it when we get to the segment. <laughs> if anyone knows whether this game is Tetris or not, it is Ben. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I'll tell you how it is Tetris. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the gameplay. Uh, we're going to talk about ooh, some development that Corey has prepped for us with the, her research mind. Hey-o. Uh, we'll talk about the gameplay. We'll play What's the Drink, What's the Song, when we pretty arbitrarily pick a drink and a song that is obviously this game mm. uh, to us individually, emotionally. Uh, and then we will talk about what else we've been playing, take a trip to the, not Imagination Station, the Recommendation Station. Sorry, Wit. 
Uh, we'll play Is This Game Tetris? And then we'll talk about what else we've been playing, what we're playing next month, et cetera, et cetera. Will Jason ever play Near Autonoma? Near, near Automata? <laughs> Nier Automata? I also just, when we get there, we just really need to talk about your Near Automata experience because I still think you're screwing with me and don't believe what you've said about this game. Ben, ben, ben downloaded a porn game instead of Near Automata. And I even like I Googled this. Like I was trying to figure out like is this oh, like so did I <laughs> Porn near automata. No Porn near automata. There was a lot. A lot there was a of, lot. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> But I am flabbergasted by this. I could not find I don't know what you downloaded. Um but yeah, we'll I we'll talk about it when we get was there. It on but th- through just... the Steam library? I think it was anyway. I've been hacked. I was hacked, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Anyways, yeah. Dredge. Let's get into it. Do you want to do any like first reactions to Dredge as a whole or just jump right into dev? I had fun. It was really fun. <laughs> That's what Jason says right before he shifts in the game. Right. It was fun. There were two things that kept me from playing more Dredge. Um, yeah. One is not enough football. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh, okay. It is a game that I like to play on the couch while I'm watching yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not something I have to pay too much attention to. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once baseball starts up, Boom, dredge. I'm in. I'm going to beat this game. Mm-hmm. And the other is, especially early on, it requires just a little too much thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to figure out what's going on, for sure. So that, so that interplay, I, I found the sweet spot pretty quickly, and I was there, and I was just hanging out, playing it while we were watching other stuff. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Th- then there was no more football. Uh, got to the playoffs and kind of... Kind of round it up, but I really liked what I played of it. I really, really did. Like how your your team is in the Super Bowl and you're complaining that there's not enough football. <laughs> it's not like we're Ravens fans <laughs> and there's literally no more football left. But that's what I mean. A Ravens fan could play it this weekend during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can't. That's oh, true. It's, you yeah. have to care about it. That's fair. Right? Yeah, exactly. The, the uh, percentage of football games I actually have to care about and watch has gone up. Mm. It's too much. So there's not enough mindless football. Too much football you care about. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, now, when the when the UXFL or UFL starts up in March, I'm there. Perfect. Can you name a single team in the UXXL? It's the UFL now, and I will name the Arlington Renegades. Uh, they were the champions last year before the leagues combined. I keep telling myself that. So whenever like we go to a pub quiz, right, like there's inevitably a sports round. You got to throw a bone to the non nerds in the audience or else they're going to like tune out and they, they're not going to come in and drink and whatnot. Sure. And always all of the nerds fail the, the sports round. They all groan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, not the sports. But And then like the sporty people nail everything. Uh, nice. And so I keep telling myself, one of the things that I need to do is simply memorize the football teams and mm. which of the whatever little leagues they're in. Like and Oh, the divisions? Like the divisions. Like what division oh, wow. it, are these teams in? Corey, could you phrase it more dismissively? Like, can you find a way to? <laughs> you know, the little, uh, you know, the little gamey play thingies yeah, yeah, yeah. that they do. They're cute little brackets. and All I got to do is conjure <laughs> up that little football brain that everyone else uses. Yeah. Yeah. For the sports ball. Memorize all the sports I got to memorize all the sports ball teams. And, just yeah. set society back to Logos. 1962. Start memorizing <laughs> football stuff. Yeah, exactly. and then you got it. Uh, now, and then, now you're a football genius. Yeah, but then of course you start throwing me for a loop with whatever UFC or no, I'm not into that C or whatever you just I'm, said. I'm really getting excited for the BC Lions this year. Um, I, I don't know year. if you just made that up or if that's a real thing. So Ben does. <laughs> I don't. BC like British Columbia, Boston College, British Columbia. 
Before Christ British Lions. Columbia. CFL. Before Christ Before Lions. Christ Lions. <laughs> Daniel's Lions. Ben, you and I have had multiple conversations about the BC Lions, and you have seen me wear a BC Lions hoodie. No, we have not. It's a college? Or that's a USFL? You, I, I nodded when you said it right the first time, which is... It's a college. It is British Columbia. British it's Columbia. CFB. It's, it's Canadian football. Oh. You said CFB, and I thought college CFL football, so I don't know what's yeah, happening sorry. right now. They made up football, didn't they? Those Canadians. Mm. I think they made up didn't basketball. They? Ball. No, we made up basketball, right? In, in Springfield or whatever. I thought they made up football. But James Naismith is Canadian. Oh, fuck. But it was at a Y in Springfield. You're right. Ben, do you remember hanging out this summer in Oregon together? <laughs> no. You and me. We hung out. Our families were there. I was telling someone I hadn't seen you in years. And then someone was like, <laughs> didn't he come out for a week a few months ago? <laughs> yeah. And, right. it, and so, I had a bright orange hoodie on. And it said BC Lions. And you said, what's that? And then erased it. This is like me every time I Google Flanders. Like, where's Flanders? I don't know. Apparently Flemish people come from there. He's next door to next Homer. Next door to Homer. That's all I know, you know? And it just, I, you could ha- ask me every day, where's Flanders? Is it in Belgium? Apparently. I, I Googled it this morning, so I do know that. That's my favorite type of beer is a Flemish red. Corey, the difference is, you know that you Googled it. <laughs> ben does not believe <laughs> no we had a conversation or that I've ever had a hoodie in my life. I had meningitis. <laughs> Oh, meningitis, okay. technically. The meningitis. Nice. Hashtag meningitis. All right. Did you have it again? No, but it's Oh, it's, it's just lingering. your brain is... I don't know if that's true, but it's just an excuse I use now. Yeah, use it. Sweet. Uh, I about? have 12 children, I think, and I don't know any of their names most days. So, <laughs> too many dogs. And you've had it up to here with their shit. Exactly. <laughs> Literally today. Uh, uh, it's been bad. All right. My, with this game... I played about an hour of it. Kia was watching me play it. Um, Is that the only? Yes, that's the only time I played this game. That's the only time we played this game. All right, we're rolling Corey's chair out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Listen, here's the thing. I'm just going to explain this part. This is why I'm I'm bringing the development here and everything because I'm useless for this conversation, and that's why I brought in my my ringer here, my husband. Nope. Um, is that I, uh, with this game, I like enjoyed playing it or whatever for the hour that I played it, but I had a really hard time going back to it. Like every time I'd turn it on to play it, I would kind of be like, ah, I don't totally remember exactly what I was doing. And I'm, I'm like a little, we'll talk about how this game works and everything, but like the, how fast the days and nights go Real and fast. the way that I just constantly, like you guys know how I play games and it's like, it takes me so long to like orient myself in the direction I'm trying to go that like, by the time I've pointed the boat to the correct place, the night has come <laughs> and yeah. I'm like oh, me. So it like, it was really hard to like go back to the game yeah. later on um, after panic. I had played it. So it was like, yeah, right. Like it was just going back yeah. in and being, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but it, it, I feel like if I had just kept playing it, I would have like binged it like everybody else. But it was just kind of a matter of like every time I turned it on and sat down to play it, I was like, or I could be playing the Cults of the Lamb expansion. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll just do that. Instead. The expansion. The expansion. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think yeah. the thing about, that helped me yeah. there, not to be like, here, let me fix your problems, because I don't think mm. this would fix them. No, please fix the it. The thing that like stopped my my personal panic when it was like, wow, this day lasted two minutes. What happened? I have to like <laughs> run back in the dark and I'm like running into things was finding out that the time doesn't move if you don't move. Oh, if you don't move. So it's like, oh, I can just like turn slowly, figure out where I am. It's super hot rules. Super hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I knew that like if I like if I went to like the map or things like that, it stopped moving. But I didn't realize just like if you stop, yeah, it stops. And it might even be like the fast, not the faster you go, but there's other things too that can change time at different speeds. I can't remember what they are, but yeah, mm. I remember stopping stops time. That helped me. As soon as I realized that, I started uh, playing it in VR. As soon as I realized it was super hot rules and just you know really slowly winding up. That. Throwing guns to the fish. Throwing guns at the fish. Throwing fish <laughs> yeah. at the guns. Throwing I mean, fish all to the guns. Sometimes you gotta. All of guns. it. Guns. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a very like devolver thing to do. Like in um, Enter yeah. the Gungeon, you have like guns that like shoot the word gun and stuff Amazing. like that in it. I love it. What about you, Kia? What was your your out the gate notes? Your overview before we get. I was into very it cautious because I saw you having a hard time like. <laughs> navigating I'm like well it looks so much harder when i play well, than the it control- actually yeah. I, I thought the controls like you know if the boat had like rusty motor that it wouldn't it wouldn't respond to your movements it would go opposite based on what you know like like some games will do that like if you're drunk and you can't walk straight in a right, first right. person shooter hmm. uh, that's the way Corey was playing this game <laughs> wow it's great start and i expected it to be a lot harder like oh no rocks appear out of nowhere no it's just that you've forgotten your orientation is off and you've forgotten which direction. And I, and once I work through that issue, I'm like, there are no hidden rocks popping up out of the, out of the ground. It, it became a lot more manageable once I realized, <laughs> sure. Oh, it's not a, there's not, you know, you just have to learn to steer your ship. It kind of, it kind of <laughs> feels like Lovecraftian horror where it's like, uh, I, I've yeah. seen something that has, has, you know, geometrically this non-Euclidean geometry has ruptured my brain. And I'm completely yeah. insane. And I, I no longer know up from down. Cthulhu has taken over. Uh, and I just love that Corey got there before she got to lo- the yeah, Lovecraftian was, monsters. I was already right. in in the zone. I was just like several steps ahead of She's everyone playing else. playing a different game. Yeah. game. She was having a different game than what I was seeing on the screen. He it's kept all, on like, all being like, why don't you do this or this or whatever? And I'm like, I can't control myself. What she needs is a steering wheel. Remember the yeah, consoles that give you the nice steering wheel you can oh, yeah. plug in and oh, yeah. steer your boat? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was useless trying to steer that thing. It's always such a wonderful moment, and and, and actually, we had it before the re- recording earlier when we were trying to figure out uh, gestures, right? <laughs> Where it's like an entire room of people screaming at one person, "Just do this!" And I'm like, Just "I'm gonna murder you! Thing. I'll kill yeah. you all!" Did that not help? <laughs> not a court in the land would convict me. Yeah, I can always tell, like when I'm playing a game when like he was watching it when he's starting to get edgy to want to play it himself because I'm doing it badly. And it was like, this was one of those things where it was like within 30 minutes, I could feel Keo being like, I would like to be the one playing this, even though he did not say it out loud. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been seeing this, this game was on my radar before just cause it was like a, you know, indie sleeper game that, that is kind of spooky. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then it, yeah, I was surprised that you guys were, were doing the game. I'm like, Oh, oh, oh cause I've, I've heard so much about this game, not like the other games Corey plays, which are, you know, very there. I'm not very good at those. Um, uh, <laughs> I am good at a specific kind of game. Metroid. And unfortunately, no one else is good at the same ones as me. So I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> they relate to enter the dungeon and they're useless. And it's when cute Wonderland creatures attack and fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and ferrying people to death. Those are my. Oh, yeah, that's true. Those are my wheelhouse. All right, should we get into development? Yeah, let me tell you a little bit 
about this game. Yeah. Uh, made by a cute little group of youngins from New Zealand. Um, it was made by a, a small developer called Black Salt Games. Like I said, they're Kiwis. Um, it's very cute. Their little website says like, Kia ora, and you go and go on to it. Uh, it's delightful. And published by Team 17, who of course we've talked about before. They're responsible for the Lemmings games, the Worms franchise, Overcooked, wow. the divisive amongst this podcast going under. <laughs> and Wait, Lemmings like the 90s Lemmings game? Like Lemmings, like Lemmings. Yeah. Like the yeah. old Lemmings game. Mm-hmm. Not like it's yeah. not like a new Lemmings game. Okay. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. The ones we treasured from our youth. Yeah. I know. Right. Uh, but yeah, they've made a bajillion games um, over the course of the years. They're a very prolific developer and publisher. For Black Salt, though, this is their first game. It's a studio of four, three game developers, and a studio manager: Mikey, Alex, Joel, and Nadia. Wow. And you know, I love a small squad. Yeah. They also, from their Instagram, I saw that like. Uh, they had two people who did like the the sound, the music and sound for the game as well, um, who are not like part of their main foursome. But that's that's the core crew. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. I just love that. Like, you know how much I loved that with um, Death's Door with the two guys oh, basically yeah. who made that whole game. Oh, like Firewatch. And like there's so many classic games that were just like oh, the four to six of us just like locked ourselves in an apartment and made this game right. over a year and a half or whatever. Yeah, and, and similarly with like those kinds of things, it's like this is a very much like a labor of love kind of game mm-hmm. and you really see how much like work and effort they put into like making this great with yeah. the, the resources they had and the small team that they had. Um, according to their website, they documented their whole process on social media and on Discord and in newsletters. So you could be sort of following along with this uh, as they were developing this game. And since its release last year, they've been nominated for a handful of awards, like Best Indie Game at the Golden Joystick Awards, Best Indie and Best Debut Indie at 2023 Game Awards, and Best Game on Steam Deck at the Steam Awards. Uh, and they've actually also won several awards uh, in the New Zealand gaming nice. community. And I, for one, can say Steam Deck? Yeah, this game works really well on Steam Deck. Does yeah, it? It, does. Mm-hmm. it really does. When are we going to chip in and get Corey a Steam Deck? We need to work on that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I yeah. loved like Ben's plan last week that or last month that made my head spin where he was like, so we can like mail Corey a Steam Deck and then she can like mail it back. And I was like, sir, really? I'll never get that back. I'm never going <laughs> to Steam Deck back if we mail it to Corey. It's like, have you met me? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Yeah, what we need to do is we'll order a Steam Deck. We'll install <laughs> the games. There you go. Set up everything. <laughs> And then send it to her. All right, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, of Kia watching her trying to, like, box up the Steam Deck for 45 <laughs> minutes and then coming in and just, like, boxing it up and taking it to the store. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I like I like the idea of having, like, my phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't own, like, uh, uh, what's that? The bone? The backbone. Hand. The bone. I don't own that one, but I did buy it's a little. backbone. He has called it every other kind of bone besides that. Something bone. Ham <laughs> bone. He says a different but, thing every time. But I don't own one of those. I've seen other guys play theirs, but I just went and got like, a, you know, one of those little phone holders. I have yeah. not tried it yet, but it's like it's like eight bucks. And then you just clip the the PlayStation controller because the only bad part yes. about those, yeah, yeah. the bone is that uh, it doesn't have a vibrate. Right. So I'm like, well, that's a. Yeah. That, that's, His bone doesn't vibrate. That's the only reason why I enjoy playing any games, the vibration. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, Corey. No, you got to go pick up a phone boner. Uh, they're like 100 bucks. But <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But uh, eight bucks. And so it, you just clip the thing and then your phone's there and you look at your phone and you play with the actual controller, which is like, even if you're to buy yeah. your own controller, it's... I, I Yeah. That does okay. sound good. I travel a lot. I have to think about, do I want to carry a controller with me? 
Um, I don't know, but we'll find out. But well, you're saying this is a good boner game. Oh, great, great boner game. Really good. Steam Deck game, to be fair. Steam Deck game. We're saying get boned. Steam Deck game. This great. This game great. Bones or no bones? It's a bones game. It's a no bones about bones it. Game. Bones game. This is a bones game. <laughs> New segment. Uh, so yeah, uh, nominated for best game on Steam Deck, all that to say, uh, and won awards in New Zealand. Pretty impressive debut. It's been critically lauded along with being reviewed very well um, by regular gamers as well. Everybody seems to love this game. Um, I read an interview with them from Game Developer Magazine, and it is clear, like I said, that this is a labor of love. Uh, they talk about spending months just tweaking little things about the water to get it just right. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. This interview was a little bit boring. You have to be really <laughs> into game development. Really technical. To, yeah, like super nice. technical stuff. Uh, but it did have some fun little tidbits in it, like how um, intentional your movement on the water is. They initially made it so that your boat would drift on the no. water. No. But then they decided they wanted mm. the player to completely control uh, how they move rather than just sort Good. of being pulled along. Um, and they exper experimented with all kinds of things in terms of what wave movement would do to your boat, like in a storm or just like, you know, all kinds of stuff, uh, which led to some probably pretty hilarious incidences of the water turning into straight up Tony Hawk courses where oh, you'd be yes. like shooting off waves and into Amazing. the air and stuff like oh, that. And they were like, fantastic. this is not this is not what we want. Yeah. Um, and they disagree. Were, <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, maybe there needs to be a version of that game. Um, VR version of the game. Yeah, right. Where you get to do all oh, sorts gosh. of sweet tricks. It's Man, like basically you can use cool borders. To fish. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm into that. When you it. hook, I'd be into that. That would be cool. Um, yeah, and they were pretty receptive to player feedback as well, which is another thing you know I always love um, with developers as well when they're really communicative with their players and fans and stuff like that. Um, and so, for example, Joel said that he was vehemently opposed to having a tutorial in the game. Uh, and was just positive the game did not need it. And then as soon as players started playing it, they were like, tutorials, please. <laughs> Dear yeah. God, tutorials. Um, they just figured out how to incorporate them into the game without making them like too obtrusive. Yeah. So they kind of like they would make them into like games and stuff like that within the game and sort of part of the puzzles. So you're not aware you're doing tutorials, but it's teaching sure. you how yeah. to play the game. So I think that's very cool. And uh, on the other hand, though, like players have requested a multiplayer option and that's they're like, no, absolutely not. That will never happen. It's not the spirit of the game. Uh, the point is the isolation. The spirit. Oh, that's yeah. a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, you know, it changes the meaning. Um, and so yeah. it would run counter to that. And they're really into kind of like the the players gathering meanings from this is another thing I love sure. about like, oh, yeah. you know, you see this with with the guys who made Death's Door and other small developers like this, mm -hmm. that they go on YouTube and they like watch what other people are saying about the game. And they're like, oh, it's so cool. Like people have really uncovered the like layers of meanings that we had in this. And he's like, people have like gotten like 90% of what we were, you know, attempting to to say and the story we were to tell, trying to tell and everything in here. So yeah, just a group of like, I mean, I don't know exactly how old they are, but from the pictures of them, I would guess like, late 20s mid to late 20s infants bunch of fetuses people, yes children making yeah. a fun game with their friends that like their goal was basically to make something like very immersive something that they you know their goal they say is as like a development company is basically like make something that's immersive and something that you haven't quite seen before um and it seems like they really 
just nailed that with this. So it, immersive is one of those words that I like always hit on in game design and like yeah, you've about. talked about it like in okay. the multiple different ways that that can be interpreted before. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't feel like you were actually a a boatman on a boat boating around, Jay? Me? No, no. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say like I wanted to to compliment them for that. Yeah, I wasn't trying to stop you from explaining that. I was validating that. Oh yeah, you've mentioned that before. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, yeah, this is the immersion that I'm talking about. Like, this is the yeah. good one. Gotcha. This is the one where you just gotcha. want to keep playing. It's great. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not necessarily a realistic game in the sense of photorealism. Right. Sure. That's not what it's going for. It, mm-hmm. it hits immersion perfectly. I think Tetris might be the most immersive game ever mm-hmm. in, in the complementary sense. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I need to just say is uh, immersion complementary versus immersion derogatory. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's basically the development there's several i mean they have a whole interview on their um website um they have like a lot of sort of in their press section they have various materials uh from when it came out and uh, like sort of updates from later on like how are we doing all that kind of stuff and then like i said there's the article in game developer that's a long interview with them so there's plenty of places you can kind of get really into the nitty-gritty of this but that's the that's the gist of how we come to dredge gameplay yeah let's do it My notes on this game were three notes. Oh my God, this game is stressful. And then like an hour later, crab pots. And then crab like an pots. hour later, the aberrations are terrifying, but so, so pretty. Yeah. Mm. Which I stand by those three notes is kind of the main three notes from the game. I, I downloaded this with the, it was like the, the boating bundle. And it was this with Dave the Diver. And I haven't jumped into Dave the Diver yet. Dave the Diver. Um, But you go under the water. Under the water and over the water. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Through the woods. Uh, I don't know, because Dave the Diver, I think you have a boat also, right? Do you guys remember Stinky Diver from Action League now? Oh, Stinky Diver! Stinky Diver. <laughs> I do remember that it now. Sounds familiar. I was thinking, no, I'm Google game. Action League now. Action League Action now League was now. the best. It came from the, the Nickelodeon show. Oh, Kablam! So good. <laughs> and they had these weird segments. I feel like I've thought about this, and I feel like so much millennial humor comes from kablam yeah and all of snick stuff but yeah but yeah snick in general for sure like but so much of kablam you're just like if you want to understand the like weird way our brains work and our like anti-humor yeah kablam for sure <laughs> and just uh, the absurdest nature of everything mm-hmm. uh, like keenan thompson and all the snick guys yes. did yep. <laughs> exactly yeah. i i was watching a nickelodeon show the other day it was uh, their nfl coverage because i watched that with maddie and she likes to look yes. at the the football stuff but like watch people get slimed while it's happening i'm like this is fun yeah, yeah. makes sense and it, it hit me just how much influence you can't do that on television how oh, nickelodeon. yeah oh, a, oh, a wow. non-nickelodeon show originally yeah. right? A Can- right this canadian show that was later moved to nickelodeon and it was like everything there was hearkening back to either double dare or mm-hmm. you can't do that on television. Totally. And even Double Dare is just, you can't do that on television, mm. cycled through as a game show. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. so th- for sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. I think well, Kablam is the the next stop on that thing. Right, yeah. But I think even the core of Kablam is still, the anti-humor is in, you can't do that t- on television. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Like the slime rule, like you, you get hit by slime if you say what? It, it depends on the show. I don't know. Get, oh, yeah. In, in the, you I don't can't know. do that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like, know, yeah. oh. I, I, it, I was, I don't know. Yeah, 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 That was my main thing. Is that the rule? You can't say I don't know? Yeah. It was I don't In know. And life? I think 
what got you water? Or maybe you're saying water got you water, but yeah. one of them you got water. You can't do that on television was one of those weird shows that like I liked, but also I was really repulsed by it as a kid. Yes, for <laughs> and sure. So I like, yeah, I, I have a very weird relationship with my memories of that show. With starring both Alanis Morissette and Dave Coulier. I have no idea why there was yeah. such dark humor going on there. Yeah, oh, weird. no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, uh, no, that's how they met. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Anyways, cool, Dave cool, cool. the Diver. That's so ironic. Don't you think? But I'm... <laughs> Day of the Diver, yeah. Um, no, but not Day of the Diver. Dredge is the game we're covering. I'm back. Uh, I just love this game. I think the thing that like blew my mind with a lot of these games that are like collecting things and like mini games and like watching your inventory and slowly powering up, which is like maybe every game it feels like. I, I'm playing a bunch of GTA Online right now and that's the same game as well when you're like getting just enough money to buy the upgrade and then you have to like make just enough money to buy that next upgrade. So I'm like, why do we make money at all if we're just like, it's just a whole metaphor for capitalism. Why are we making money if we're just going to spend the money anyway just to survive and then lose <laughs> that money and then make more money? Anyway. Wah, wah. I think the thing that blew my mind was how do they, like all of the testing that must have gone into this to find that balance. Yeah, that's the thing that it was so many games these days. I'm just like, how if it was one percent longer to get that next crab pot or to get that next uh, reel or engine, then it wouldn't have been fun or maybe five percent or whatever it was. Right. But or if it was easier then the game, wouldn't have been challenging enough to be fun. It would have just been like playing through a movie almost. Right. If you're just like which they did talk about. Yeah, they like easier. Well, just being in that like sweet spot where they didn't want it to oh, be like yeah. a hard game. And they've said that's one of the things that surprises them is that people have requested a hard mode, mm. um, oh but gosh. that they really it wanted it to harsh. be. Yeah, they wanted it to be in that sweet spot of difficulty yeah. of not being not too easy, but not like bang your head against the wall hard. I like the balance they have. And everyone's sweet spot is different, too, which, again, it blows my mind that it can yeah. be such a that these games can be popular and not <laughs> have different difficulty settings. But like, yeah, right. this for. 70% of people is like the perfect mix or whatever percent. You know what I mean? Like the majority of people, it's not like everyone has their own setting and it's completely different. And this fits yeah. 10% of people like so. But yeah, I kept kept finding that like as soon as I would struggle with the game, there'd be something that would let me off the hook. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're on a roll, buddy. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I know. I do like the bigger boat thing. Like we always want the bigger boat. Um, For sure. And you always need that. But I, I I did like when I discovered that they had alternatives. If you didn't want to go the direct, you know, money route evil, there were evil, maybe nefarious methods to, to oh, get some upgrades. Yeah. Mm. And I wonder why they didn't include all items on your boat in that. Like, give me a yeah. supercharged demonic, you know, light. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just see, I don't know, the souls of the creatures. Can you go full evil? I don't know. <laughs> Kia would never try to do a thing like that. I don't, I don't know if that. I'm oh, not sure cool. if that's an option. Try that, that. That would be a good option, though. You know what's funny is uh, the games when it lets you do something evil for an upgrade or something, it always punishes you. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's like uh, uh, Bioshock, not the, Baldur's Gate. There we go. That's yeah. That's a great. I thought Baldur's Gate does famously, doesn't it? I mean, I think there's consequences to good and evil. But what, what did you? Okay. Hear? Yeah. Well, because that was like people were like complaining because they were like, well, if I choose to do evil, then like it punishes me in all these different ways and stuff. And it was like, well, yeah, if you like murder everyone, mm. like that's, you know, that's going right. to happen. There are fewer people to talk to. That's true. <laughs> right. Like there's yeah, maybe like, consequences is the the better way of putting it. Yeah, th This is more of like a, a trade off of like if you use the dark side powers in Knights of the Old Republic, 
then it will also lower your HP. And it's like, right. Well, that's not necessarily how evil works. A lot right, of times yeah. it's you, you benefit mm-hmm. yeah. just straight up. Like it hurts someone else is kind of how evil works. Right. Not it hurts you necessarily. There's always a funny thing like in Bioshock, right? There's no um, mechanical consequence to whether or not you save the little girls. Mm. It's it's just like an emotional consequence. Right. And there's no real gain to doing it either. So it's just kind of pointless. It's like, well, you don't gain anything by saving them or by hurting them. It's just mm, there. Um, <laughs> sure. the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, though, is uh, the fishing mechanic itself. Or I should say mechanics. I only got far yeah. enough that I had fishing and dredge. I don't know if you open up new kind of mm-hmm. fishing abilities past those. How do we all feel about fishing? the fishing mechanic, though? Because I think the fishing mechanic in a game can kind of make or break it, particularly mm-hmm. in a game that's all about fishing. But there have been so many, literally hundreds of different ways of communicating fishing in video games. Because yeah. so many games included as a tertiary thing. What do we think about this one? Did we like it a lot? Was it kind of fine? Was it the best ever? Sucked? Yeah, I found I found it a little confusing only because and again, this may be just the way that I play games. So like I didn't quite get like, OK, so I go up to something and then, you know, click and then you get like the three things you're trying to hit or whatever, like the targets, I guess. But I didn't get like like if I hit two, then I'll catch the fish. But like if I don't hit any of them. I won't. What's the third one for? Like, I just never I didn't get I don't know what the point of those were, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like when you're playing like something like Dreamlight Valley or Animal Crossing or whatever. It's like very clear that it's just like either you get it or you don't. Uh, There's one thing. There's no degree of which you are catching this. And so I did find it. I mean, if I'd played longer, I probably would have figured out the meaning behind like why it was built the way that it was. Um, but for me, I was like, this seems arbitrary. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. I, well, this is I got a little farther, yeah. and so I was able to, to to kind of get what was going on there. And I got mm. the dredge mechanic as well. I liked the dredge mechanic. It was, uh, I thought, an interesting and unique one, right? Where you have to, like, um, avoid the little wall as you go around the circle. Yeah, you kind of go back and forth, inner circle, outer circle. Oh, yeah, I did do that one as well. That was that was hard, but I liked it. If I had a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I like the mechanical sound, the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. It's very satisfying. Yeah, it's a satisfying I mean, one. For me, ultimately, fishing, the fishing mechanics were just so you fish faster. You're fishing, right. but if you want to get, get home before sundown, you got to learn to fish fast. So there are all the little puzzles to fish each fish is just hit that green bar, hit that green bar, hit that green bar, get that fish, get out of there faster. Yeah. But don't yep. overfish. Right. Then you right. start, you know, thinking about the environment like, oh, I don't want to overfish. Yeah, that was true. That took me a while to figure that out, that if you overfish a certain like fishing hole, then those fish don't appear there, at least for a yeah. while. I didn't see the the, uh, the the super big drawback to that. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't overfish, yeah. but it never came back to haunt me if I did overfish. Because mm. there's so many other fishing spots. Yeah, true. A lot of fish in the sea, as I say. You mentioned uh, Stardew Valley. Um... I did not, but... <laughs> No, I, I was thinking Stardew Valley. You mentioned uh, Dreamlight Valley. Sorry. What's that? Did somebody say Stardew Valley? <laughs> oh, Stardew Valley? So What's that? Stardew Valley has a fantastic fishing mechanic. Hades had fishing. By the way. Yeah. Yep. Hades has fishing. Oh, yeah. Near Automata is officially a JRPG, not because of leveling up, not because of anything like that, but because it does have fishing. Oh. You can fish in it. Okay. And that is that is the only test I have. Uh, making Dredge <laughs> the ultimate JRPG. But I'm thinking of all these different examples. And for me, the Dredge one of hurrying through it was one of the least satisfying right mm. i like the game itself yeah but often a fishing mechanic is the thing that is like 
I could do this for hours. Yes, mm-hmm. for and maybe sure. it's because in dredge, it's not pleasure fishing. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about optimizing. It's all about getting it done quickly. It's not meant to feel good. Spirit no. Fair. Spirit Fair is another one with a good fishing mechanic. Oh, Spirit Fair. Great. I hated the fishing in Spirit Fair. <laughs> you did not like that one. Loved the fishing in Spirit Fair. I could do yeah, that I all enjoyed day. that. Oh, that was the worst that... part of the game. <laughs> but, Jay, I think you're you're right there. That That is a difference is that, like, being the central mechanic of the game compared to, like, in other games, it's usually a thing you do where, like, you're like, okay, I just want to, like, take my mind off something and, like, sit here and mindlessly do something. I'll go fish for a while. Right. <laughs> and that's not the purpose of it in this game. That's not what's happening here. And I think that's actually really good design. I didn't think of fishing as the primary mechanic of this game. No, it's not. No. Is it not? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It is, fishing is the central, I mean, your job is you are fishing, right? It's a yeah. game about fishing yeah, yeah. in that but, sense. Yeah. But you're right. The central mechanic of the game is about Selling fish, upgrading, boat, uh, right, yeah. finding the story, uh, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. fishing exploring. is a, yeah. yeah, exploring and fishing is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. There's something really cool about this game because I didn't like the fishing, right? It, it, I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think that's really good design. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a game about like fishing. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like a relaxing fishing game. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Or satisfying fishing, fishing. Yeah, yeah. So that rubbed against me at first, but the more I reflect on it, the more I just really like that as mm. a design choice. I think that's really smart. Nice. I like the fishing, but it definitely wasn't something I was like, it wasn't like the Tetris of the game where I was like, oh, I want to get back yes. to that mini game or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, or I guess it wasn't Gwent, right? Or uh, what's mm. the Star Wars one? Sabacc. What's the Star Wars card? Yeah, it wasn't Sabacc, exactly. And I want to say very clearly, it's not that I dislike the fishing, it's just that it, I didn't love the fishing it wasn't the draw yeah right other mechanics or things you liked and like what was what was fun because i didn't get this far in this so yeah like what happens i hear there are eldritch horrors what are those oh like my god <laughs> that was the the most stressful part of the game it wasn't just the eldritch horrors but the first hour of the game when you're just going like one mile an hour one knot an hour whatever they say yeah and it was just like it was it took forever to just get across the bay yes to the other side right and then rather usually how the game goes for me, any month game or just any game in general, I'll play for an hour, get really frustrated, call Jason. He'll be like, get back away from the edge. This, just do this and this and this. It's OK. It's a metaphor. You're fine. I feel like we both do this. It's like I was just doing that with Nero Automata a year or two. It's like we just need Jay to talk us off the ledge like 90 percent of the time. Yeah, Corey, you don't always call, though. You, <laughs> you no, should say sure. You just say, by the way, this game, I'm done. Yes. And, I'm like, that's, oh, oh. and that's your cue to start. We, uh, we should have talked a while yeah. ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. Should we record <laughs> right. this week? I didn't play. I should call. Uh, instead, I just yell on Slack until you Perfect. come back. Uh, but this time, I was ahead of Jason, so I went to YouTube, my other best friend. <laughs> and uh, Band Shredded Cheese is my favorite YouTube account when it comes to Dredge, because they have all Band these, like... Shredded Band Shredded Cheese. B-A-N. Band Shredded Cheese. I think oh, because it's like cheese. all, like, they put, like, the flour in there, like, the waxy stuff that makes it not uh-huh. stick to itself, so just shred your own cheese, right? Oh. Okay. Fair enough. I think they're okay with like home shredding. I think it's the buying of the shredded cheese. I haven't gotten into it. That's their name. Anyway. Fair enough. Uh, and so lots of really good tutorials on dredge and just like lore dumps and just like random stuff of just like, here's the dredge world. Here's 10 things I wish I knew first when I started and that kind of stuff. So after playing for an hour or two, I jumped into that channel, watched a couple of videos and they were all very, very helpful. Nice. Uh, but yeah, looking back and just like how, how long it took to get across the bay and back the, my first uh, watching couple, yeah. watching a couple of videos and seeing how fast you could, the boat could actually go. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all I need is a faster boat. So I spent the next like two or three right. hours 
just all of my power-ups, all of my money, all of whatever I could get would went into getting that bigger hull, getting the faster boat. Because um, I felt like after yeah. that, you could just do anything. Oh, yeah. I loved all the, like, eldritch horror type stuff, especially when I realized that most of it couldn't kill you or that most of it you could, like, outrun. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Right? It, this it would was, damage yeah. your boat and make you go slow, but yes. Yeah. Or if you yeah. run into a rock, that's the worst. The worst that could happen is you die. Can you die? You can die, and oh, it yeah. just puts you... Oh, I died many times. <laughs> it just puts <laughs> you back at your at the last day. I mean, I, you, I, I mean, the first time you try to outrun the map just to see what happens, that's fun. That's surprising <laughs> and scary. Yeah, oh my god, the giant monster. You get eaten by a huge sea monster. It just comes and just swallows you like, would you like to go to the menu, or would you like to start from your last save? See, this is like, yeah, okay, so this sweet. is one of the things that was like a problem for me, because this is like, okay... We've talked about before, like my approach to playing things like Wolfenstein and Doom and stuff like that yeah. is like, I got to have that God mode on. I got to, yeah. you know, have all that no clip, all that kind of stuff, unlimited ammo, everything. And I will do everything in my power to avoid dying and or something sneaking up on me. Yeah. So one of the problems with this game is that I wouldn't allow myself to get caught and right. so it was like that was one of the things like I kind of want to see what happens but at the same time I'm too panicked and so I would go back to the dock like with so much time to spare because right. I simply did not want to deal with whatever was going to attack me out there <laughs> so this is one of the reasons why this game is yeah. maybe not totally built for me yeah you have all those Fair. uh it's like that movie Annihilation the effect they use that's like the uh yeah the those uh prismatic ether right. look you yeah, just yeah. avoid the ethers. What I like is that later on you get the magical ability to like dispel the ether yes. briefly and dispel a creature. You're basically right. like, pow, get away from me, creature, which is fun. And I, but I didn't use it, you know, practically. I just went back to some giant crab that scared me earlier. I'm like, haha, bam. And it, it goes back to sleep. Oh, nice. I didn't think about that. Goes back to sleep briefly. Yeah. I think I only use that for the like Sarlacc pit thing to like because you have to dredge something there and it yeah. right, doesn't use it specifically like story wise the, the time you use you it. You can or you can it. set off that uh, chime the the yes the oh the, the machine radar puts them all to sleep for a bit. Yes I think that's what I'm talking about. That's right. Uh, yeah. the, the big the big uh, the what are they, the tendrils. Yeah. The, yeah. Tentacles. Yeah. yeah either way. You have to fish around these tendrils for these special things, and and they they just whack you. So you have oh, to an instant kill. Yeah, turn on some sort of a anti tendril effect uh, at a machine, and that shuts them down. There's a lot of that's a lot of discovery, and you're always clicking on things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a giant crab monster, just disguised you know as a how ship. I feel about that? You oh go to a boat God. like, oh, I'm going to go terrifying. investigate this boat, and it's a giant crab that's like just shaped mm -hmm. like a boat. This that wants to. Don't like it. Don't it, even like it, doing the motion. Pause at me. you. Not a fan. <laughs> not, a, like, not a fan. One of the other aha moments was when I realized you could wake up at like three thirty or four a.m. before yeah. the sun rises, just to get mm -hmm. out of your bay or wherever you're yeah. at. Yeah. Uh, and then also when you realize that you could dock at any dock, you don't always have to go to the yeah. back. I yeah. did wonder that. Or go back to that same bay. Yeah. yeah. Which takes a while to even get to another dock, right? Right. Yeah. What would you say then is the story? Because obviously that's important to the. Yeah. to the developers you, like wikipedia the story uh, i didn't do that yet it's uh, basically you're a, a fisherman who, uh, who oh okay you, you learn about the story there's a there's a story of a fisherman and his yeah. wife and you find those bottles there's the woman's yeah. name is jj she's a uh, uh they're newlyweds or she's they're going to be married 
And then there's like a, a disaster at sea and she was killed. And so you find this guy called the collector in that mysterious mansion. Yeah. And he's trying to help you basically bring JJ back to life. Right. Okay. And that is the ultimate story is that big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the collector. <gasps> he's a mirror that you were looking at. You were oh, having a conversation with yourself the whole time. And the decision is, are you going to use the evil to bring JJ back? Or are you going to take that book that he's been holding and drop it back into the ocean? Because you discover this. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you discover this cask and of all these items and they end up killing your wife because you dredge up this evil from the sea. Mm. So what's the mirror part? I didn't know you were the collector. I thought the collector was giving you the option to bring your wife back. You do. Like I knew that I was the like original sailor, but I didn't realize you were the collector. Yeah, you are the original sailor. And when you meet the collector, wow. he appears to you like a person. But in yeah. the final scenes, you punch the collector and you just break a mirror. <laughs> it was you the whole time. You're the collector. People look at you and they talk to you weird because they know who you are. Where was I for this part? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. And so you either. Interesting. But either way, you either bring back your wife and she's an evil yeah. creature. Yeah. Or, you know, and you die. Or yeah, not a lot of ways in fiction <laughs> that you can bring someone back from the dead yeah. without a lot of consequences. You, you don't survive either way. Yeah. Which mm. is which is probably justification. You are an you deserve what you get. You're an evil person. But it explains so much. It explains to me why these these strange cult members are are uh you know communicating with me or or trading with me. Right, right, right. Maybe they know me. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. But that's the, the big spoiler. Sorry, Corey. Oh, that's well, fu- that's fine. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that about. from the story, and I played the whole game. So, oh, right, yeah. yeah. So you've managed to spoil it for someone who actually Sweet. played it, You're which is quick. impressive. But it's a lot. Jeez. Yeah, I think that's interesting though, because, <laughs> like I said, like the developers have been watching videos of people talking about it, and I'm going to guess when they said that like people, you know, are getting ninety percent of it or whatever, that there's a lot of people that like go through the game and don't see stuff like that and don't you know, get something. And so that's interesting to be like, oh, even just right here, like totally missed that. Uh, oh that my gosh. bit of interpretation in this game. So that's kind of cool. I do want to go back because you do discover, you discover the mayor like on an island and he's deranged. Yeah. I want to know what his relationship is because I think he was with you on the boat with your wife. You were mm. all out fishing and, and she died and, he went crazy and he knows you. And I want to go back and revisit now that I know who you are. Oh yeah. Revisit the interactions of people, like how they look at you and talk to you and mm. they're hesitant. And why are they so hesitant? Are they afraid of me or are they afraid of me regaining my memories? Right. Because well, a lot of them were like, Oh, we used to have a fisherman here, but he went away or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that does come up. He went mm-hmm. away. Uh, they're all part of the, the thing. They're like, don't tell him he's the fisherman. Right. He's going to go try to, but you're remembering, and so you go back to that mansion, and you start having a conversation with this collector who's reminding you or mm. showing you things. Could you ever get to the workshop on that island or the shed? That's like an expansion. Oh, okay. It's called Black Rock Key, I think, or it's the workshop key. Uh, yeah. It's for more stuff, more uh, content. Oh, okay. And that's another thing they talked about is like, yeah. you know, when uh, the game was finally released... People really started asking for expansion of the map yeah. and being able yeah, to access that. stuff that you're not being able to access. So there are vi- uh, several things just I mean, considering this game came out last year, it's kind of interesting that they've added, yeah. you know, a bunch of stuff since then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've added stuff like that um, to the game in response to people asking for it. 
Yeah, and they've made now there's like the Pale Reach. Pale Reach is another expansion, yes. and they're they're not That's too right. expensive. I'm still making myself wait until they're on sale for some reason. I don't want to spend sure. four ninety nine, five bucks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now three twenty nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah that's yeah, yeah. price that's is right. Sweet spot. If you can count it in gumballs, then it's affordable. Yeah, <laughs> twenty gumballs. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, yeah. But I wanted to catch everything. I think I caught all the fish I could catch. I caught all the aberrations of all the fish I could catch. I, oh wow, nice. I went I visited all I think it's four cultist areas and yeah. traded with them. I did you trade to completion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you trade to completion. Uh satisfying every time. <laughs> good, uh, good, good. Confusing. Confusing the first couple of times and then you know It always is. You know what's gonna happen and you're like, all right, you just bear down. <laughs> Yeah. You just get you got to get through it. It's difficult. Sometimes you have to do things at night that you don't want to do. Sometimes you have to go out out of your comfort zone, Corey. Yeah. You know, it's a little scary, a little stressful, wow. but at the end you you get a nice rod. There it is. It's not the rod that you're expecting, but it's the rod you deserve. <laughs> Never is. That's true an too. Evil, Your evil rod, evil Cthulhu just rod. Just really glad for somebody else to end up in the Christmas special, other than me. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, for sure, he'll definitely be there. Love crafty and rods for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. The only thing I didn't figure out was uh, on the dock. You know that the town across from your starting point. Yeah. There's a father who's sad, and I couldn't figure out. Uh, I never figured out how to interact with that guy or. Not I don't or why he was sad and if there is yeah. a way to to mm -hmm. resolve everything else I feel like, feel like I resolved more or less nice mm -hmm. did you paint your boat yeah I painted it yeah. like I found the crabs you can get the special paint I painted it nice, nice. minty green oh uh, nice very nice yeah I raised the pirate flag definitely found that yeah. had to raise the pirate flag nice. why Roger. is the guy always unhappy with your flag she's like if that's the flag you want all right is there a better flag he's very passive aggressive yeah is there a better flag right. He just reminded me of like any sort of mechanic that's like, yeah, I can do that, I guess. <laughs> what, what should I do? Like, I just want wrong? to please you. What was I... right. It's your money. <laughs> it's your exactly. money, fella. <laughs> all right. Uh, Speaking of like the expansions and, and all that, I feel like they did a really good job of the game being like very, like it felt limitless at the beginning and like overwhelming. Yeah. And you have your yeah. main little archipelago of islands or whatever, your bay mm. that you start in. And then there's like four corners uh, that each have their own little like world and lore and kind of like those are like the main parts you have to uncover yeah. um, in order to kind of like, yeah, to go to the collector, right? Each one has part of the collection. Yeah. And by the end, it was very easy to, there's no fast travel, right? No, to get back, to get back to the, to Black Rock. That's what it, oh, you, you, you uncover you that. Thank yeah. you. That's what it, I was like. I felt like I wasn't just like sailing around. You get the fast travel at the end or one of those un, un, unlocks the ability to yeah, instantly get back to the collector. But even without that, I felt like I was just like, sailing around real quick and just like having a great time just like just boating boating was fun yeah. just like traveling yeah. around and it was the most frustrating thing to start and it ended up mm. being like the most fun thing at the end so that was a mm. cool like switch that they do yeah once you're really trucking around there just whales and yeah. dolphins yeah yeah <laughs> i definitely oh that was a cool thing we didn't talk about right it was like like the pods of like killer whales and you mm. see a blue whale and the dolphins and sharks and stuff that you're not fishing for i guess you do fish for sharks but you're not fishing for the whales um that it was just beautiful like jason said it's not photorealistic but it's it's beautiful like uh like a lot of unreal games are like uh firewatch is beautiful right still you can still see the polygons but still the lighting and just the way that it's developed is is gorgeous i definitely took some screenshots of that because it was so pretty nice but yeah um anything else gameplay wise 
I, I will second that it was very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was a peaceful game. That's all I did was just, you know, kind of just, just <laughs> go around just to experience the waves and the mechanics of things, you know. So I like that you have to travel through. It's not as yeah. much traveling through as, like, Red Dead, Re- Dead Redemption or anything. You're right, not, like, right, right. on your horse forever. And then there's no fear of, like, tripping over a large rock, you know, and then, like, oh, I killed my horse. Yeah. Run into a tree. Uh, right. You can't kill your boat. Well, you can That's damage true. your well, boat. You I take that back. Oh, I definitely... You can do the exact same thing on your boat. I take it back. But when you're on the open sea... <laughs> I hobbled back into the bay a few times, like, yeah. at four in the morning, just, like, because all of my engines were dead except for one or whatever, or except for my yeah. trolling motor. Yeah. Yeah, but at least you don't like totally uh, strand yourself on your boat. That would suck. Right. No, it's true. So you always can at least just putter back, yeah. meander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. What's the drink? What's the song? All right, all right. Let's go. This game's pretty fun. You with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the beer? What's the song? I just want to know what game is Westy 12. That's not how the song goes. I will go first. I think I did this drink before, but that doesn't matter because I don't keep track anymore uh, because life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I went with Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea Bourbon. I got it. Oh, okay. But yeah, they they take the bourbon and they throw it in a bunch of barrels because that's how you make bourbon. Mm. uh, And they put it on boats that sail around the ocean and actually every, and then they bottle it up and every bottle you get, you can see like a map of all the stops that your oh. boat, that your, the barrel made uh, around the world, which is pretty cool. That they like, oh. they're like, this bottle has been to all of these places before it got to you. And you swear when you take a sip that you can taste a little like seawater, a little brine in there. Oh, nice. Something right. seeped in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if that's true, but it's a cool well. idea. I imagine that it must do something with all the the rocking motion and uh, yeah, and the consistent like uh, weather patterns. Maybe just the the way that because it's that contraction expansion that ages right. the bourbon. Yeah, and if you don't have that, uh, and I'll go into why I suddenly have this knowledge of that <laughs> uh, when I talk about mine. But oh, okay. Uh, but you, go on. You go on with your bourbon. Well, yeah. I'm oh, all, that's very interesting. I mean, when we went to, we went to a couple of distillery tours, and they talk about how, like, when they put them in the warehouses, they're constantly moving them. Yeah. So they all get this, not, like, moving them, like, in a boat, but, like, mm-hmm. moving them from different parts of the warehouse to different parts yeah. uh, of the barrel houses, just so they all are, get the exact same consistency and are aged at the same temperatures at the same time for their three years or whatever it is. And so to kind of, like throw that away and be like, let's just put it on a boat and have it slosh yeah. around and go around the world what, for a year or whatever. Happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that it's still drinkable. Like, it's still bourbon either way. Yeah. I love the idea of using change to achieve consistency. Yeah. And mm-hmm. using randomness to achieve consistency. That's right. Poetic. So even the, uh, the Buffalo Trace example that you're giving, where they rotate it around the warehouse, it's not that they know it needs to be next to the wall for 10 minutes and then next to the middle for two days. And then, like, right, right, right. it's just like, no, no, no. They all have to come out tasting the same we're looking for mcdonald's where yeah. you know mm-hmm. what you're going to get yeah and we know that the things that are on higher levels will be hotter than the things that are on lower levels and centered and all of that so all we can do is just make sure every single thing gets rotated through the entire system yeah and that will mm-hmm. mean that everything will taste the same well by doing so much change at least it'll be closer yeah and then they can right, right, right. blend mm-hmm. it and yeah make it taste it'll the make same. blending easier yeah yeah, yeah. 
And then the uh, the Jefferson's Ocean being like a more extreme example of that. Mm. Right. It's crazy, though. Yeah. They'll all rock the same amount on the boat. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, I was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. Nice. It's it was January. Uh, Corey and I had made the decision. Corey had made the decision for us that (laughs) we're going to do a dry January. Like, why not? And so we didn't. So we did. So there's not a lot of drinking going on in the house. Uh, but I am working in Louisville, Kentucky. When I got off the plane to go to this, to work this show, all these ads, I'm like, Oh crap. I forgot. I'm in Kentucky. I'm get hit by there's Mickner's and there's, you know, Woodford. And I'm seeing all these ads in the airport. I'm like, Oh my God. I just immediately get what a text from him like, dear God, I'm in bourbon country. So I, <laughs> but I don't drink anything. I'm going out with guys at night after work and they're going and they're trying all this stuff. And a guy I work with, Eric, he at, at this, uh, the Crow, uh, I forget the name of the restaurant. The Crow, it's attached to Old Forester Distillery. And they're serving Old Forester, you know, some of their limited items. And he tries a sip, a, a $30 sip of their something really good. That's their, it's a $150 bottle, $120 bottle, something limited. And he's like, this yeah. is the best bourbon I've ever had. I've never, I don't drink bourbon. This is the best bourbon I've ever had. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take your word for it. And then a few days later, we're flying out. Uh, it's January 31st. And we go to the store to see, oh, can we buy a bottle of that? And they say, no. Uh, we're at the point now where we've sold out and we're only selling this bottle, this $124 bottle, to people who take the tour. It was like 11.30 a.m. And sure. his flight was in an hour. So he's like, I can't do it. I'm like, you know what? I can. <laughs> and so I text Corey, Corey, is it okay if I take this tour oh. and sample all the bourbons that they have for me to sample on this tour? because. To. I feel like they would kick me off the tour if I didn't. (laughs) And she said, yes. So I bought this hat, this old Forrester hat. Oh, nice. And I got to sample all their bourbons. Yes. Uh, I mean, not all their bourbons, like four bourbons. It's very nice. And I bought the bottle for my friend. What was the bottle? Um, It is. What expression of Forrester? I can can tell you. I I was expecting, by the way, uh, Corey to respond and say, uh, Keo, it's 1130 in the morning. On right. January 31st, during dry January, it's not I've already yeah. had two handles. Sure, I don't care. Go <laughs> yeah, for it. like it's not a work. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I'll answer this real answer. quick. I'll, I'll ah, sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, we um, no, he's. I got him to do dry January with him. I'm doing dry 2024. So oh, wow, you know, oh wow, yeah. real dry. Yeah, exactly. So you know, what sparked that? Uh, I don't. My body doesn't like alcohol. It's called rock bottom, Ben. It's called and bottom. We yeah, don't need you know. to inquire too much. That's great. That's <laughs> Let's I just say I was wandering the streets of Montclair naked. No, I just don't react well sure. to it. And so I was like, That's fair. maybe I just won't. Just cut it out. Yeah, exactly. As Dave Coulier says. Cut it out. Oh, no. As Dave Coulier says, show me your ID, young lady. <laughs> 1924. Yeah, it's a 10 year bourbon. It's a 10 year for wow. them, which most of their stuff is four years. So this is a. Yeah. I had some of it. It's it's not bad. It's good. They, it was part of the sample. So I have tried it. So, But, but it's, it's not nice. the one you've picked for your drink. No, no. The one I picked oh, for my okay. drink was my own. <laughs> Amazing. This was going somewhere. Corey has tried this. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, this is the old Forester. Yes. Uh, Single barrel. Uh, and. It will take the paint off the walls. Mm. <laughs> it will. Did I say 64%? Yeah. yeah. I took like a, a little yeah, sip of it and I was proof. like... 129 Ooh. proof. Wow. This is their uh, single barrel barrel strength. Yeah, it is. Strong as it gets. But what I liked was, because um, I sampled this one too, and I'm like, well, this is the cheaper bottle compared to the other one. So I, they served us like the samples with little Louisville uh, 
uh, marshmallow caramel oh, chocolate so good. Um, treats what? called Majescas. Mm-hmm. I guess they're from the 1800s. They're named after a Shakespearean actress who visited the town and a confectioner made a special, wow. you know, chocolate just for her called Majesca. But, you know, places like Old Forester, they do a bourbon flavored Majesca. So I had one of those. I'm like, this is perfect. So some of this, maybe a little Majesca. Uh, Corey loved them. I brought it, I brought it back home and she uh, scarfed them. She scarfed that bag. But that's my drink. My drink is that's awesome. Something too strong, uh, dual purpose as an antiseptic. Yeah, old Forester. <laughs> I love it. All right, Cora, and what's your drink? My drink is a barrel of rum buried in the sand on a desert oh. island, and then when you go to take a drink from it, a kraken comes and oh attacks you so specific it's not kraken brand rum right no it's not kraken no. brand rum no, in no, fact, no, no, no i think i don't think it even has the label the label just is like three x's <laughs> right. right? i was about to it's say like, it's definitely x's yeah. Yeah, yeah. on it it's you know unlabeled barrel that you're like oh look at my luck and then instead elder char look at my luck mm-hmm. That's no <laughs> straight to the point well i i'm on uh go for bed i was just gonna inquire about the word eldritch <laughs> you, what do you got, Jay? What's your, I'm going to Google it while you talk. You Google Eldritch while I talk. Um, so yeah, I went with uh, I went with Grog. Uh, pretty straightforward. Ooh, probably nice. probably chosen it before. Um, but I looked it up. I was like, let's look at uh, what's like the original recipe. I'm sure yeah. like that'll really get you. Like what's in that? And it was like rum and water. <laughs> that's it. That's, oh. that's all of it. It's just rum and water. I was like, oh, okay. highball. <laughs> yeah, it's so, highball. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not even. Eyeball. It's not a cocktail. It's just they would have a bunch of rum on, and then they would mix it with water, <laughs> and they would drink it to clean it. Because if they drank the rum straight, they would get too drunk. That's it. That's and the. If they drink the water straight, they would die. So yeah, so mix it up. All right, so I, I looked up. I looked up an eldritch recipe, Ben. Oh, actually, you know, what? now since I called it an eldritch recipe, Ben, maybe you could get in here. Hey, what's the origin of that word? What? Yeah, what's? That I mean? didn't know what eldritch was until right now. I thought eldritch was a specific genre which it is now elder Tory is like a subgenre, but like i thought it was like a, a time period like medieval or something like that eldritch oh. like from the yeah. eldritch castle or something like that i thought right. that was going to be it it actually can't be called eldritch unless it comes from the eldritch region of france true. something like that, right everything else is just sparkling horror that's right sparkling horror <laughs> that's what, thought we were talking about the hobbit i don't know what we we're talking about oh <laughs> uh, it just means weird and sinister or ghostly yeah. It's uh, really yeah. just it can mean anything, any horror. It can be that. Here's the takeaway. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft was a bad writer. Wow. He was a really bad writer. No, I, I stand by this. I think he had a couple interesting ideas. And I think that the people in his circle actually had much more interesting ideas. Uh, but they linked them to him, unfortunately. But the takeaway is by being a really bad writer, he would overuse words. And one of those words was Eldritch. Right, yeah. And another oh, one, okay, I gotcha. And another one was Squamous. Oh. Which I believe means frog-like. That's, but um, like, I went into Lovecraft a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I want to kind of read this stuff. Man, it was garbage. And man, he would say Squamous <laughs> like every other story. I was like, I, you just learned a new word, bud. How are we doing this? <laughs> also super racist, awful. Yes, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I mean, the thing about like Lovecraft generally is like, really what other people have done with Lovecraft is much more interesting than anything that he did himself. Like true detective night country. Yeah. 
Uh, although they were, oh, I haven't seen Night Country yet. The first season that was working on one of the first ones, very, yeah, yeah. But it was working on somebody who inspired Lovecraft, actually. Uh, Chambers. The Yellow King? Yeah, Yellow King. The King in Yellow. Squamous is scaly. Scaly. Yes. That's what that means. So I, I've been reading um, uh, Zothique by Clark Ashton Smith, and he was another of Lovecraft's contemporaries, and they wrote a bunch together. And man, his stuff is so much more fun. It is nice. so much better. Everybody's a necromancer. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the necromancers <laughs> get their comeuppance when like mm-hmm. the corpses come up and kill the necromancers, divide up their bodies, and then bring them back from the oh. dead. Ooh. And then just fuck off. Nice. So so the, at the end of one of these stories, there's two necromancers who are just a collection of limbs trying to find each other. Oh, God. <laughs> I like it. It's I'm beautiful. into it. It's, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Really fun. <laughs> but... I thought that that recipe was a little too simple for rum. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided, well, what's a contemporary grog recipe? Mm-hmm. And of course, contemporary is going to be uh, not too simple. So we got one ounce dark Jamaican rum, nice. one ounce gold Demerara rum, hmm. one ounce white Cuban or Puerto Rican rum. a lot of ounces. Three ounces. Ooh. <laughs> I, I'm glad that, that, by the way, I just want to say I'm glad that they did Cuban or Puerto Rican. For the white mm. rum, they, they, we can really do a couple things. They're not going <laughs> to narrow us down too much. Thank you. Uh, mm. One ounce of honey syrup. Don't know what honey syrup is. Is it not honey? A whole ounce of syrup. I do feel like honey is syrup already. Yeah, good right? point. Mm. Three quarter ounce club soda, chilled. Okay. Three quarter ounce grapefruit juice, freshly squeezed. Three quarter ounce lime juice, freshly squeezed. Garnish with so a mint sprig and a lime wheel. Whole wheel. Jesus, this is like the Long Island iced tea of grog. Exactly. Yeah. At this point, it's just going to taste like candy and you're going to get plastered. Yes. Mm. It's just Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's, it's Mountain Dew. Mountain mm. Dew that gets you messed up. Mm. Nice. I like uh, it. And that brings it back to me. Because what it. is my song? My song is also Grog. Oh. Grog. It's Grog, Grog, Grog. It's long, long, long. It's long, long. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Ben introduced me to a new album. Oh. It's oh. Grog by Frog. And so I chose the song Goes Without Saying. It is, I think, the second song off the album. It's better than bad, it's good. It's a great one. Great one. But I, I, I figure um, some of the reasons for it is the song is is plaintive. It's about loss. Uh, it's kind of ethereal and, you know, wooey. But it's also one that is very much not taking itself seriously. Mm. Like, the song is about, like, how little he cares about this girl. She does not matter to him. I do not care care and the it goes without saying is oh god i miss her it goes without saying right as he's talking about like ah she's you know whatever so but it also has lines like this which i I don't know how you squeeze this into the thing i just described (laughs) these pages are cages for phrases my wages get paid with on dark empty stages that feels very uh dredge and jesus will page us when he's free to save us until then, he gave us this book of old fables. you're next if we're if we're circling back around oh ben what do you want to say sorry i was gonna you made um, you made boromir hand motion he did yeah it's an album what when does that simply listen it's a grog to grog my frog um 
Riza Shop Rocks. Uh, so I was gonna find the Instagram account. I hate Instagram search. Yeah, like, it is. It sucks. I I don't remember the name of the person, but I watch the right. reels all the time, and they their job and their Instagram account is literally just. Oh, do you like Queen? You'll like these ten albums that came out this oh, year that are like nice. or whatever. Like, and that was on one of those um, albums of the year for 2023 that she there put on there. I was like, this sounds like. What did I say it sounded like? It was like Rilo Kylie mixed with what's the band that you like that's like super literature? In, oh, uh, Vampire Weekend. Yeah, it was like Vampire Weekend, Rilo Kylie. Uh, yeah. And just Interesting. like cool vibes. And, and I would throw in some like. in the aeroplane over the sea. Neutral Milk Hotel? As well. Some Neutral Milk Hotel <laughs> as well. But I wouldn't throw in the entire uh, band. Actually, just that album. Uh, it's got oh, that okay. same kind of. Just that album where they all switched instruments. Yeah, where they switched instruments. So it's got like a. Um, practiced uh naivety practiced um inability amateurism right mm. they're, they're good musicians playing on not their normal instruments and i think grog without frog like each song you're like they're really kind of half-assing it <laughs> and then it builds and you're like oh this is this might be an ass and a half hey <laughs> we're going somewhere that's what Very i tell nice. people whenever i play guitar i'm like i'm not a guitarist so yeah, i'm actually really half. good <laughs> I'm, i don't play guitar so the fact that i'm doing anything is should amaze you <laughs> yep, I like that. All right, Into Corey, it. what do you got? I am going. I mean, I feel like this is very literal, but um, don't steal my song. Oh, <laughs> this week. Oh no, we're good. Okay. Cool. Uh, often the song that I pick, if it's not like a very literal thing about the game itself, like by lyrics or whatever, is just what I kept humming to myself while playing it, and uh, that's what this one is, and it's going to be Wellerman. The uh, sea shanty oh, that took yes. TikTok by storm a the couple colors. years ago, you know. I found out last May that both of my children knew that song and knew all of the words. And, and neither uh, me nor Megan had introduced it to them or ever heard it before. We were aware Weird, of the TikTok sensation. Like a whole cultural thing that you're yeah. not involved yeah, in. Totally. We, we were aware of the TikTok sensation, but it was one of those things where, like, as soon as you'd see the video, you'd just be like, no, I'm not into, I don't want to go do sea shanties. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but our kids, especially Harper, who is small and has trouble remembering things, mind like a sieve. <laughs> I mean, just instantly, like, Someday when the tongue is done, we'll take off even go. She's whole thing just rattle it off. Incredible. Started from any line. Incredible. I don't know where. We, we assume it's school. Yeah, so I'm is sure. Is she friends with like a longshoreman somewhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hanging out at you the docks. You know what? Docks. She did. I forgot in the spring she was crabbing. Yeah, yeah, wow, no, no, no. She was know. crabbing in Alaska. That's, That's probably what she got it. it. Went up there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to make money. Great summertime oh, job. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's yep. true. So that's my pick. Uh, who is Is it Keo right. now? Keo. You know, I started off playing the game. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of one of those Sting albums that are very. Oh, like, that's why you were asking me about this. Okay, like this. go on. But I'm like, no, no, there's something else there. Then I re- recall like what I always just thought of when I think about pirate music. Got to go way back to Tooth and Nail, Havelina Rail Company. Oh, you changed. Oh, that's wow. Havelina wow. Rail Company, Matt Wignall. Uh, wow. And then I'm oh, like, my well, God. then later on I did see uh, over at Burbati's Pan in Portland, Devochka just do the pirate stuff so much better, you know? 
Uh, and Devochka has a lot of that sound. Uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine had one of their songs, uh, uh, How It Ends, which is actually, that whole album is very sea shanty and mm. uh, gypsy punk or whatever you want to call it. But then I went back to Sting because <laughs> I recalled we saw him perform this song of the uh, musical of the same name, The Last Ship. It's about the last ship being built and uh, going out to sea and uh, that's Northern what I London basically it's a it's a pretty cool like communist ass show yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool it's all about yeah. workers uh, you know uni- you know stopping them from shutting down their their shipyard because this is the blood of our town we can't survive without it so we won't let you sell it we're gonna keep working and make one more ship so uh, the last ship it's very very good you know moody <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, good song about a ship and yeah. this game is about a ship. Is it technically about a boat, though? It's the ship, the last ship. Okay, we'll allow it. Close enough. Through the teeth of this tempest, in the mouth of a gale, may the angels protect me if all else should fail and the last ship sails. I just learned, first off, I haven't thought about having a rail company in 20 years. <laughs> oh, but I just learned that they based their name on the Pixies song Havelina, which probably oh. I could have put together. Yeah. But I, I, it never occurred to me that like, yeah, no, they were just like, yeah, we like true. that song. Yeah, so we're just going to name yeah. our band after it. I feel like that happened a lot in the, in like old, old days. Although it still kind of happens, but it's always funny What's when that? like bands just like name themselves after something they like. Oh yeah. It's oh like my gosh. Like... We need to have a new band called Eras. <laughs> Eras. The SEO in, in, alone. Seriously. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites that I just think is ridiculous is um, the like one of the most popular sort of like emo rock bands out there is called Bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon. Like yeah. it's literally just a line from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. No. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good it's like line, I though. had it scrawled on like notebooks when I was in high yeah, school. That's a good now, line. Bring Me that Horizon. I'm like, yeah. they named a band after it and they're insanely popular. I, I love That's that. Do you think it's as I mean, bad as when bands name themselves after their first single? Ooh. It's just like, yeah, that's a song we did. And that's the name of our band now. My favorite. It, okay, very quick sad thing. Big Country. Uh, In I know, a big a, country. Uh, right, right. But the name of the band? What is the name of the band? Big Country. Right? There you go. <laughs> uh, there was a radio thing on Live 105 once. The quiz was name a band whose name is the same as one of their songs. And I nice. said Big Country. And I didn't get it. Because the name of the song is In, in a, a Big, big country. country. Oh, uh, wow. And I failed it. But here's that's the other funny. thing I learned. That's not their first song. Hmm. That's off like their third or fourth album. <laughs> it's like, Oh, interesting. Just at, it's like Collective Soul having self-titled as their second album. So it's a self-referential song. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rather than the other way around. That's, 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 that's yeah. okay with that. Yeah. And I was right to get it wrong for that reason. But yeah, it wasn't just a. We couldn't think of a band name. You know, oh, it's kind of subtly different. It's like no, yeah. they they were doing something with that. I know that there's like a band that's really obvious that I know. I'm trying to think of that too. It's like Kansas Bill, and it's like just my brain is not quite reaching for it. It's driving me crazy right now. But anyways, I feel like it is a location. <laughs> um, bad Company by Bad Company, Black bad Sabbath company. by Black Sabbath, oh, Iron yeah, Maiden by Iron Maiden, Night Ranger, oh Living in a Box. Hmm. Damn Yankees, Slipknot, Talk Talk, Bad Religion. What? Ice House. Bad Religion is a song called Bad Religion? Green Day. Oh, Green Day, I did I did know. 
Cool yeah. in the Gang, Meat Puppets, Motorhead, Porno for Pyros. Oh, God, I forgot about Porno for Motorhead. Pyros. They're playing oh, here. Porno Easy for one. Pyros yeah. this month. Amazing. But I'm doing them alphabetically, and the next one is a band you've seen multiple times live. Dispatch. So do you want me to pause? Dashboard confession. Uh, they might be giants. Oh, of oh. course they would. They probably have multiple. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wilco, the monkeys, Judas Priest. And then it gets. No, nope. That's when it stops. Wilco? Okay, interesting. Because then, after Wilco, yeah, Wilco has a song called Wilco. The monkeys is true. The theme from the monkeys is called the monkeys. Oh, okay. Then it says Judas Priest. Well, okay, yeah, that makes more. It's a show. Yeah. The song is Judas Rising. Uh, that's a. And they say that's Queen, and the song is Killer Queen. And Queen and that White Queen, I'm like, count. okay, we're done. We're done. Yeah, that doesn't count. Okay. All right, uh, I am disappointed and shocked that no one here chose Mariner's Revenge song, but I'll excuse it by the Decemberists. I'll excuse it because oh, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure we've chosen that before, like uh, twenty times. I'm in. Yes, do it again. I went with a song that came out in the last couple of weeks uh, by one of Corey and my favorite oh, bands. I Cast keep forgetting Away, to listen which, to. Holy shit, this song's amazing. Uh, I I have not put a song on repeat this much in my house since Interrobang. Four or five years ago, the last big Bayside be- uh, single. Bang is so good too. Oh my god, Bayside man. Um, but yeah, it's all about being a castaway, and it's uh, the, the lyrics. I'm homeward bound and breathing with the motion of the waves, and I hear a sound of tiny broken dreams that drop like rain. Cause I'm a friendly castaway. I prayed the winds would guide my way. The gods were fools to believe in me. Cause I'm a friendly castaway, and the lyrics are just full of like seafaring type metaphors too. So it, it fits fits perfectly with this game. And it's just a kick-ass song. I love that we all went so thematic with drinks and songs. Like, that doesn't... Go team. Even when it is very obvious, we usually have, like, more variation, but I like that we were just all on the same wavelength. Yeah. All right. Uh, recommendation station. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Once any... again, every time my brain doesn't go train, I start like th- I almost went like Nyack. like that's not a train sound. Why is that if the it's sound foggy that out. my brain? Here comes the train. I don't I don't know why my brain short circuits every month when you say recommendation station. It's like I panic. What does a train do? (laughs) Oink, oink. I have to do something now. (laughs) Go on. I always think of like the elevator in Willy Wonka. What sound is that? Because it's like imagination station. Whenever I think of recommendation station, I don't think of a train station. So I just think of like a weird thing that you're in that transports you to where you get recommended things by people. Guys, I'm not even lying. People talk at you for 10 minutes. I think of a space station. This is incredible. We all have a different interpretation. Kyo, do you think radio station? Like, where are we? Zoo station. Zoo Zoo station, okay. Like the U2 album? Yeah. Not their best. (laughs) I I thought you meant like the the train stop in Berlin. All right. That's probably what It won't be my best recommendation either. (laughs) Okay. My recommendation is the movie Haosu from 1977. I think I've recommended it before. Yep. We've watched it maybe a dozen times since we discovered it. Um, wow. We can't stop. This is the one you maybe saw the tra- watched the trailer of last month when I was hanging out. Okay. Yes, I have already watched uh, twenty minutes of that movie and felt okay. like my brain was on fire and turned yeah. it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's accurate. 
Yep. It's like a comedy horror. What's the genre again? Yes. Surreal comedy horror made by an art film guy. But I would say the the comedy is horrific and the horror is comedic. <laughs> and that's the weird thing about this. It's not. So there's a second where where like you see that I, I mentioned this before to you, but you see a mushroom cloud over Hiroshima as people are like talking about things and all Jesus. the girls start making jokes. And one of the girls says, oh, it's like cotton candy. Like they're just like having a fun little chat. This is a Japanese movie. The director lost his entire family in Hiroshima. Oh, holy damn. Like it's 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 meant to hit you hard. Mm. And the fact that they're making jokes about it is not you never feel in that moment like you're supposed to make jokes, too. Right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's like this is off putting. Right. Yeah. One of the most horrific deaths is a girl gets eaten by a piano. <laughs> it looks All right. super fake. Mm -hmm. She is dismembered. Her head flies oh. off. And as it's floating there, she watches herself getting eaten by the piano notices that she can almost see up her own skirt, looks at the camera and goes, ooh, naughty. <laughs> and, I, and I just lost it. I was like, what is happening? What? It is naughty, though. This is my niece Luna's favorite movie. <laughs> this movie's incredible. Mm -hmm. Every time Megan and I watch it, we're like, that scene wasn't in there before, was it? There's just so much crazy stuff. I love that. They, they pull up. There's this beautiful scene where they pull up this bus to stop in the countryside, and they get out in front of an obvious matte painting. And they all stop and get off the bus and talk to each other. Then the camera, it cuts to the camera about 50 feet back further. And you realize that they were standing in front of a map painting that is still there. And it's a painting of the area that they're in. Uh, <laughs> the exact nice. thing. They're standing in front of a map painting of where they are. It's and it's like the levels of like dissociation that you go through. I, the movie didn't click till me for me until you'll see it in the trailer. The moment where a fake bird flies across the screen. Mm -hmm. And it's so fake, I, we couldn't tell what it was. The only reason you could tell is it goes cacao. <laughs> but it's like clearly on strings. It is not... Yeah. Birdemic level. Yeah, and this is after the film has done all of these things to show you it knows how to do film. Mm. There's some right. brilliant moments in the first like two or three minutes where they have these cuts that I still can't figure out how they do. They do a, um, a narrow square in the middle, and then outside is a frozen image outside of that narrow square, and in the middle is the video. And eventually, the video in the middle catches up with the square with the outside, oh. and then they seamlessly go. Mm -hmm. And to do that in 1977 is right. incredibly impressive, and it, it's like flawless. Little razor it's, blades, little tiny windows, bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Every couple uh -huh. frames. Yeah, and it's well. That's the thing; it doesn't slowly get bigger. It's you're sitting there seeing this outside scene. You don't know why it's there. It's just frozen inside moving, and then suddenly they catch up. And when they catch up, it's just full screen. Oh, it's so they're instantly cutting them out the and then taping them onto other frames. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it works wow and you're just like what happened so it shows you that it knows how to do these things there's stuff like that like and then it has fake birth in the, for the first star wars where they're like to hide the wheels under the speeder we just put vaseline yep. on the film vaseline on like the, vaseline vaseline doesn't do that i don't like it had to have been <laughs> no, more than you're forgetting vaseline like did that like clear the image i don't understand yeah. They put Vaseline on the lens. Yep. Oh, was it on the lens, yeah. not the film? Mm -hmm. That makes more sense. Yeah. They, they blur it out by putting it on the lens itself. They put it on with a Q-tip, too. Oh, my too. God. Even that, though, because the lens is Still. this big. Like, right, for, yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta be on a tripod. It's a, it's a static shot. And You're keep like, it in the same spot of the frame, but it's moving. So they would, yeah. yeah. Maybe it is I'm just moving background, and so it's stationary with the camera. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So, anyway, I, know, I recommend it. It is just nuts. 
but it is a fun time. Go watch it with friends. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones that I always right, want to get through, sure. but it's like all the things that like overstimulate me, and so I just haven't haven't been able to <laughs> to do it. Like it's chaos, um, yeah. but that's obviously like it's a classic for a reason. There's a reason people yeah. love that. So, and it's know. a per- it's perfect for me in terms of overstimulation because I can't look at my phone while I do it. Right? It's just well, like oh, locked in. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> <Having a good time. laughs> Indeed. My, I'll recommend my recommendation uh, is a film I just watched uh, called Anguish. Uh, this is 1987. So jump oh, forward a decade. And this is yeah. a total hidden gem of a horror movie. I had never heard of it. Um, like on my letterbox, usually when I look at it, like I'll add something to my watch list. And there's usually a few of my friends who have seen it or have put it on their watch list. And this was Nobody, nobody had acknowledged the existence of this movie. I watched it the other day and it is complicated. I don't want to spoil anything about it because it's one of those movies that you really benefit from going into without any idea what you're getting into. But Wait, the... I, j- I just saw very quickly, like opening two sentences and I was just like, I don't want to know anymore. I'm just... in, I want to watch this. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, like... I can put my headphones down while you guys talk, but I don't want to hear anything. This yeah, I'm great. not going to give like it because it's just so... Yeah, you go in not knowing anything and it's great, but like your basic premise is, you know, you've got a a serial killer uh, gouging out eyeballs uh, under the uh, instruction of his telepathic mother. Um, And then there's a whole other conceit in there that twists this entire concept. Um, And it's great. You're you're good. Wow, Um, that's wild. It sounds amazing. It sounds great. Yeah. And. I it genuinely scared the shit out of me. I was like sitting here and it, it's very if you read reviews of it, like the oh word that comes God. up most often is hypnotic. And it really is. There was a point while I was watching it that I found myself going, I can't look away from this. And it's like very jarring. that I'm Like I can't I physically don't feel like I can look away. It's like deeply hypnotic movie. <laughs> the collector's edition cover is an eyeball. With a knife going through the, or a scalpel, I guess, going through the eyeball. Yeah, scalpel. Yep. Which, of course, is a reference to Unchien Andalou oh. by Luis Brunel well, and Salvador hey. Dali. Um, obviously, that's what they obviously. were for. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I highly recommend Anguish. It's got um, Zelda Rubinstein from um, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. One, and two, it, and three. It is an actress. It's... <laughs> The only information I want about this movie is where to watch it. Do you have it? Hey, you um, said it? I keep pulling out my headphones and every time I put them back in, you're like, Alden talking about it. Oh, there's one more thing. Oh, well, I was, done with the, I was done with the plot. I was merely saying. I don't want to know a thing. Okay, I don't want to know a thing. I I'm excited about this movie. You can watch it on full moon. <laughs> or start your you free seven day it, trial on oh, full moon. Oh, so it's on, it's on Plex? No, I mean, or... you can steal it. It's stealable. Uh, well, I know that. Okay, good. I'll just take care of myself. Some things then. aren't like you know. Sometimes you try to. There's stuff that I get like I ask Mark to find for me, and he's just like that does not exist on the internet. Well, I've been trying to get him to find campfire tales for ages, and it simply ask does not Jason. Exist. I'll find it. <laughs> Jason, find campfire tales for me. What is campfire um, tales? I'll find it's it. It's a horror movie from the mid '90s that has never been streaming anywhere, <laughs> and so it's really hard to find. But. Um, yeah, all that to say, very scary. I was like genuinely. I looked at my watch and my heart hey, was Corey? like racing. Mm. It's on YouTube. Here's a link for it. <gasps> oh, the quality is probably going to be <laughs> shitty, but you know. I mean, <laughs> this is, I look, forget. Like, I, Corey, what you meant to say is, "Wow, Ben, thanks so much. I've been trying to get this forever." 
Yeah. Wait, Campfire Tales? Campfire Tales, 1991? Nope, wrong one. 97. Campfire Tales, 1997. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and again, when he sends it to you, you don't say, wow, the quality is probably going to be garbage. You say, hey, thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. That was nice <laughs> well, of you. Well, the thing is, I've looked on YouTube. This is not, <laughs> not my first rodeo. <laughs> James Morrison's and Amy Smart. James yeah, James and Ron Livingston's in it. Like, it sounds great. Um, but I also thought he was talking about anguish. I'm like, don't get anguish from there. You can get a, a better copy. It'll be a mm. lot better than this. Um, yeah, YouTube is great if you like don't mind watching a really shitty version of a lot of things. But yeah, I've Just looked like on there for Campfire Tales. It was not. Uh, on the YouTube. I, I will try to find a place to get it for you. I just I sent you the uh, Plex link. Does it, like, oh, no, it's never on mind. Plex it says, or it's, okay. <laughs> this title is currently not available on any yes. service. <laughs> like, Ben, I've <laughs> done these. You think I don't know how to search a website? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> wow, okay. Fair I just enough. assume that about everyone, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, and, so watch and I say this too, Because for a while, every time Ben asked me to get a video on Plex, I would immediately get a text about, like, Dude, 720p? That's really bad. I'm doing my best. It's uh, really bad. I don't get to choose where the pirates, right, the pirates yeah, quality. They, exactly. I, I'd rather pay $15 a month for whatever service to watch a season of a show than to watch it in 720p. <laughs> Do it. Do yeah, it. it just depends on the thing. Um, but that's my recommendation for the month is watch Anguish. It's super surprising. Nice. It's scary. Uh, and... It's a total hidden gem. You're gonna be like such a in the know horror fan if you have. Is there lots it. of like eyeball horror? I mean, it seems like a dumb question. Yeah, at times. I don't like there's... the eyeball stuff. As someone who's had like an eye, yeah, like had procedure. People. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> there's there's eyeball horror in it for sure. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, Keo. Then Ben, and then we're out of here. Well, I've seen a lot of things in the last year, but nothing recently. Recently, I've I did. Seen things. I started watching the Curse TV show, and it was just so cringy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. And then it was just yeah. so cringy. I kept thinking about, it, so I went back and finished it. And I, it, it, you don't have to watch that one. It's fine. But <laughs> if you like cringy moments, it's got it for you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's eight twenty four all the way. If you like, if you like stuff that sucks, I really recommend. Yeah, I do, I do. If you like <laughs> stuff Emma that makes Stone, you feel like, I mean, yeah, I could. There's just things that, that it does great. in the in the. Yeah, well, Emma Stone's great, maybe too great. Nathan Felder's yeah. absolutely despicable. Oh, I forgot yeah. about what show this was. When you yeah. say cringy, now I understand. Yeah, it's so like, cringy. Yeah, and not ideally, cringies, it's trying to be. Yeah. Yep. and it's a yep. very anyway. Uh, uh, you Gosh, will you will so be angry at the end of the series if you finish it. But what I do recommend, something yeah. you cannot stop watching, is the curious case of Natalia Grace. Oh yeah, that series. I want to exploitative, so yeah. so unethical, and or, disgusting. Or yeah. just listen to the last podcast on the last. That's what I did. On the last, That's what yeah. I did. Yeah, there we go. So exactly. don't watch but, it. Uh, but don't watch you could it. Not, you could not. I could not stop watching it. It was. Yeah. It was. We just watched compelling. the whole thing like in a so night. Do watch and, it. Uh, hey, hey, Ben. Did the did the filmmakers maybe make the person's life worse in right. really active ways, despite yeah. the fact that they actually knew what was happening all along and then portrayed it as though it were a mystery and it had legal consequences for a child what? who was being sexually abused? Yes. You oh, my God. You watch it for that reason only to see what's mm -hmm. going on in the storytelling and, and wonder to yourself, is this ethical? That's a good <laughs> it's not, reason. Because that's the it's yeah, not. that was the thing is neither of us had any idea like about. What, like I was just like, oh, there's yeah. this doc that everybody's watching or whatever. Will and I watch watched, season three? Yes, yeah. I will. We watched yes, through it. And we're just like, yikes. These yeah. people like it's an interesting story. And like the thing about it 
is that like if it were done by better filmmakers or worse or <laughs> worse, if it were done by better filmmakers, this would be a story that has so much to say about like disability rights yeah. and yeah. like, you know, the like foster care problems, adoption problems, like, you know, the exploitative nature of adoption and things like that. And it's like they're not interested in that at all. <laughs> but it was made by people with the values of the ones who made the show. Amish mafia, right? Uh, exactly. But you know, uh, w- you know, without that caring sure about awesome. the subject matter at all. Yeah. So. But l- the yeah. last podcast on the left episode about it, like, not Just only do they recap it well, but they cool. also delve into those issues of like how okay, exploitative good. this thing good okay. uh, actually is. But yeah, we were Jeez. we were sucked in we to that, to and it was like our conversations on our walks every day for like a week. <laughs> yeah, dude. And we haven't explained it, though. It's, you know, about a a little girl um, with a very rare form of dwarfism dwarfism. Um, and the family from the Ukraine, uh, the family who adopted this girl and then didn't want her anymore. So um, they had recently seen the movie Orphan and decided to tell everyone that she was an adult pretending to be a child uh, and that she was, you know, attacking people and, you know, being sexually aggressive and all this kind of stuff as a full grown adult. And they got her re-aged by the state uh, to 22 to 22 from eight from eight and Shit. had her and like again, moved there's into no ambiguity about which one she really is. She's right. Yeah. She's maybe eight. nine. She is, right? she is eight, eight years yeah. old. Uh, unfortunately, the filmmakers. Uh, yeah. Uh, part of that is. Oh, I mean, part of that, of course, is that they were in. They're shooting during a lawsuit where she was unable to speak for to herself, speak yeah. until you know after the, the suit season. was over. So you, all you get are uh, the biased stories of other people. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we, Jason's yeah. got to go, yeah, so yeah. we got to. So anyway, wrap it's up it's that, a but. it's an interesting story, but maybe unethically told because she is a minor. Dude, yeah, brutal. <laughs> Uh, I've put in several hundred hours into GTA Online in the last two months. Um, <laughs> it's very fun to rob banks um, and to just like jump off buildings and shit. <laughs> It's very fun. It's very fun to rob banks and ben jump helps. off buildings and shit. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and shit. Uh, get that get that five star. Talk about oh my five star consequences for your, right? your misdeeds. <laughs> oh, it's so good, so good, Mister Mrs. Smith. I think it's on Amazon. Amazing oh, yeah. show, kind of like under the radar for how yeah. like amazing it is. Um, well, it's Amazon. Sleeper. They do not advertise anything. No, I guess so. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing. Okay, uh, near uh, automata. Uh, ben was not a fan. Uh, Corey, I think, is not a fan, but I don't know that she's come to that conclusion yet. It feels like it's still up in the air, but yeah, I do not I'm think she'll be I'm going to give it another go now that I've put it on easy mode. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> what we decided to do, though, instead, because you know that you're not listening to the Near Automata episode right now, uh, Ben is out. There is the possibility that Corey will play it, but I have a friend who played it years and years ago and didn't finish. He finished the first playthrough. And it's a game that requires five playthroughs to get the full ending. Um, And so (laughs) he um, he he was like, yeah, I've always been looking for an excuse to go back to it. I really loved it. But then I kind of like got busy. This is great. So he is going through it. My friend Jim, uh, we have put tentatively on the date. March 1st is when it will be on uh, the podcast. So finish the first playthrough by March 1st. And then we're going to continue it as a side quest where we will do a book club type thing. And so we'll give you the instructions for the next segment of what to do before the next one, which will probably be April 1st and then May 1st and so on. But yeah, we're excited about it. Uh, Jim's into it. I'm into it. Corey might be into it. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) And Ben played a porn game instead. Yes. I did. It played me, apparently. 
<laughs> what is it called? Near Auto... Automatica. Oh, yeah, uh, auto. Okay. <laughs> auto, what's the uh, asphyxiation? Auto product asphyxiation, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, as always, uh, if you liked what you heard today, if you hated what you heard today, you can email us at momfpod at gmail.com. M-O-L-M-F-P-O-D, like the band, at gmail.com. Check out our uh, our Patreon if you want to throw us a bone, maybe a buck a month, maybe five bucks a month. Uh, you can get some perks like getting this episode a week early. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, so check that out for a funny video we made that maybe we'll update this year because uh, it's been three or four years, I think, since we updated that. But yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, as always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. You know. And I am a mighty fishing pirate. I guess it's just a pirate. I'm a mighty pirate. <laughs> and I am as human as you are. <laughs> <laughs>